Hey, ladies, welcome back to the show. I am your host, Trisha Stefankiewicz, registered dietitian and nutritionist. On today's episode, we are going to talk about this idea of feeling dissatisfied with your body and four things that you can do differently to create more of a satisfaction with how you look and just overall sense of feeling like you are starting to accept how your body looks. Before we start the episode, I want to say thank you because I'm so grateful for all of you that are listening. And I, the mission of this podcast is to help women like you start to normalize what is, what a real woman's body looks like trying to normalize that and then also empowering you to take action by talking about these topics that are specific to you as a woman and to empower you to take action when it comes to your health, wellness, and self-care so that you can be in desire to have, you can be the woman you want to be and feel comfortable in your body. So if this episode is something that resonates with you and with somebody else that it could resonate with too, please share this episode so that we can further this mission of this podcast, which is to empower women to take action when it comes to their health. When we talk about this overall idea of body dissatisfaction, we are talking about this idea of being unsatisfied for how your body looks. Statistics suggest that for women, unsurprisingly, probably to most of all of you, including myself, is that for women, the statistics for body dissatisfaction is somewhere probably like in the 90 percentile. And for men, it is pretty high too. I don't, I think it's more like in the 40th percentile. But unsurprisingly, if we as women, adult women are feeling this way, it's not a surprise that girls that are school-age children are also starting to have this feeling of being unsatisfied with how they look. Why body dissatisfaction is harmful is probably, I don't even probably have to tell you this because I think since the statistics are so high, we have all felt and endured the harmfulness of some kind of effect of the harmfulness of feeling this body dissatisfaction. In all of this, I also, I like to teach you guys things, but there are things that also I am a student of as I am also learning to come to terms with how I feel about my body. So let's review why being and feeling dissatisfied with our body is something that is harmful to our health and hinders our health progress. Well, I think probably all of us have felt the physical effects of of body dissatisfaction where we don't like the way our body looks and so we get into these endless dieting cycles. Dieting, failing, dieting, failing because diets don't work. So no matter how many times that we diet or we do any kind of weight loss technique, whether that is cleanses or juices or surgery, whatever, there is some kind of physical harm that happens in that each time to our mental health when we do all those things. Because most times, because dieting doesn't work, most times you're not able to keep those changes for the long term. And then somehow you feel like something is wrong with you when in fact there's nothing wrong with you. It's the process of dieting that doesn't work that is wrong. 
some of the other physical consequences are working out too much, right? So like we punish ourselves in this idea of we need to look and feel and be a certain way. And so I know that probably all of you or most of you have felt some of those symptoms and done some of those things as have I, and probably multiple times as have I. Some of the psychological effects of body dissatisfaction are also something that I know you're unsurprised to probably hear. So it is low self-esteem. Some people can have disordered eating because of how they think they look. You may have a decreased feeling of worthiness, feeling of failure, not enoughness. You may have many negative thoughts when it comes to your body and what your body is capable of. Anxiety, depression, all of that is some of the things that, that are really harmful with being dissatisfied with your body. Most people, it's something that affects all people, this body dissatisfaction. It affects all people of all shapes, all sizes, all ages, all of it. And so it's something that I want to talk about. I want to normalize because I think that we all hide behind this. I think that we all talk about as women that we don't like our bodies and we don't do this when we're in groups with other women. But nobody really like really talks about how feels or how to make it different, right? It's always like somehow that this is just acceptable because this is how we grew up. And these are the stories that we've told ourselves a million times. And we spend so much more time on what our physical appearance looks like. And that could be the makeup that we wear, the clothes that we wear, the shape and size of our bodies. And we spend so much more time on that than the internal work about our bodies and the struggle that we have about our bodies. And that would include like how we feel about ourselves, our worthiness, our value, our success, All of those things are really important when it comes to body satisfaction and the goal of body self-acceptance. I think when we are also talking about this physical idea of what a lot of us spend our time on, there is nothing that can really... I talked a lot about the way and what the way that we talk about ourselves on the last episode that I did. If you, I'll leave that episode in the show notes, but really just talking about how we talk to ourselves and how that really hinders our health progress. A lot of us have this reel, like almost like a movie reel of thoughts that we tell ourselves that are based on our past experiences, the way that we grew up, the way that we think about ourselves that may not even be true. We may not even know that we're doing it. And so in that episode, which is also, I would encourage you to go back and listen to, we also talk about how we talk to ourselves and how we can reframe that and how we can start to talk to ourselves in a really positive way. So instead of having that negative reel go through our brain a thousands and times a day, that maybe we can do that by doing some affirmations and starting to talk to ourselves in a positive way so that the movie reel that goes in our brain every day is something that's positive instead of negative. So I encourage you as we talk about this body dissatisfaction to go back and listen to that episode because part of that creating that sense of self-acceptance is also a lot of the work that we do on the inside. I think what gets so crazy about this whole world of like health and all this kind of stuff is that so much of it is focused on the physical aspect of it. And so 
few of it and so little of it is focused on the internal stuff. Most people, when it comes to their health, they know what to do. It's not usually a knowledge gap. I mean, sure, there is going to be knowledge on the little nuances of things, but in general, you all know what to do right? But it's the emotional piece that gets in the way. It's the thoughts and the feelings and and all those other things that are really going to make the bigger impact on the day-to-day decisions that you make. And so I want to start to focus on that because I think that's where you're really going to get This might be where you can kind of make some strides and this might be what is holding you back from having the health, wellness, and self-care that you really desire. So let's talk about the four ways that we can help change the way that we talk about ourselves and that we can do differently so that we can create a life of having a little bit more satisfaction when it comes to our body and a little bit more self-acceptance. And so the first thing I would say would be to really think about the way that we talk to ourselves. So this, again, you can refer to the previous episode, but really starting to reframe the negative self-talk that you're doing and reframing that into a way that is much more positive. I think one of the things that we had talked about previously was doing and picking out some kind of affirmation that works for you. And so it's so easy for us to talk about our friends in a really nice way. Oh, Emily, she's so nice. I just love her. But like we don't say the same thing about ourselves or our bodies. We never sit and say, at least I don't, maybe you're like, Maybe you're somebody who does, and if you are, please reach out to me because I want to be just like you. Like I think for a lot of people, it's like we talk about these, we pick out these certain parts of our bodies that we don't like, whether it's that so-called muffin top that we have or our hips that are bigger because of pregnancy or aging or menopause or whatever change your body has gone through, whether it's stretch marks or cellulite. Somehow along the way, that became like this idea that nobody has it when in fact it's very normal and most people, probably 99% of women have that. And yet somehow we're always on this way of like not having it or that we're not supposed to. So what I would encourage you to do is to pick out like three things that you like about yourself and maybe it could be whatever you want it to be. I would write down three things that you like about yourself and write it down on an index card or write it down on a piece of paper. And I would carry that around with you every day. And whenever you get to this place that you're talking about yourself in a really negative way, pull out that piece of paper so that you can look at those things and remind yourself why you like who you are. And remembering to talk to yourself like as as your body as a whole and not picking out these certain parts that you don't like, but instead looking at what your body has done, how it's gotten you to this point without any judgment of where you've been before, but just acknowledging where you're at right now and what you like about yourself right now, and what you're okay with. And also then talking about having some kind of affirmation that you also carry on this piece of paper, whether it be something like, I'm done criticizing my body or I trust my body or my body has gotten me this far. I'm going to stop complaining about it. Whatever it is for you, it's just trying to 
put it out there that although you may not like where your body is right now, it may not change. It may not change if you don't make some kind of effort to talk to yourself differently. If you keep talking to yourself in this negative way, at what point does that end? At what point can you do something different? And so if you want to be a different woman or have different changes happen in your life, then it's going to be important to do something different. We all have heard the whole statement like, you keep doing the same thing all the time, expecting a different result. Well, it comes from the way that you talk to yourself too, right? So if for every day for your whole life, you're going to talk negatively about yourself, then why would you expect that you would think about yourself positively? So it's this way of starting to talk to yourself in a way that is more positive. And even if you don't believe it right now, it's something different that you can do that maybe you weren't doing before that will ultimately over time, the more you say it to yourself, you may actually start to believe it. And it can exist at least it has for me that I don't believe it, but I'm still saying it. And over time, I actually start to believe it. And so whatever that looks like for you, I would really start to think about what you like about yourself and what you can say to yourself. Because, you know, as I talked in the previous episode, like at what point are you going to stop talking to yourself and criticizing yourself and judging yourself and blaming yourself? At what point does that end? Are you going to carry this these negative thoughts about yourself for the next 45 years, like, come on, like, I know your life can be better than this. So let's start talking to ourselves in a way that becomes more normal because it's positive. Let's start normalizing positive self-talk instead of the negative self-talk and criticism that we all probably many of us are doing. So that's the first thing that I would do. Number two, Let's stop focusing on the numbers and focusing on the nourishment when it comes to food. So many of us get caught up in this idea of what our weight is, what our BMI is, and truly none of that matters when it comes to the value of who we are or our worthiness. None of it. It has no real impact. What is going to have more of an impact on our self-acceptance is really trying to figure out food as nourishment. We know that dieting doesn't work and that the process of dieting is terribly flawed. So let's focus on how we eat in a way that nourishes us, gives us energy, and allows us to feel good about ourselves. Because that's where the magic happens. This reframing is where we start to learn about food. We start to learn about our body and we start to develop the trust that we need to know when our body is full and to know when our body is craving something and what that underlying craving is for. So many of us are used to restricting and starving ourselves that we have gotten away from really knowing what our body needs and gotten away from trusting ourselves. So if we're able to spend the time focusing on instead of the scale and what our weight is today, but really focusing on foods that nourish us and make us feel good, then we can start to learn a little bit more about 
what our body needs because we start trusting ourselves and we start allowing ourselves to get to a point that we can reconnect with it. And so the whole dieting numbers, focusing on the numbers, it's a way that creates more of a disconnection and more of a dissatisfaction because if we're not doing what we think we need to be doing, that might not be even what our body needs at this particular time. It creates more of a dissatisfaction. So let's stop focusing on the numbers and focus on the nourishment. That would be my number two to increase self-acceptance when it comes to our bodies. Number three is reframing exercise, not as something that we do to punish ourselves or to have our self-hatred or whatever we're thinking about ourselves, um, but really trying to figure out a way that exercise can be used more as an outlet to our stress or anxiety um, as a way to keep us healthy in the moment and the future so that we can have the quality of life that we desire as we age and a way to maintain or develop strength. And that could be emotional strength or physical strength. And this way of exercise is also includes starting to feel like we're also able to figure out when our body needs rest and listening to that too. So with exercise, I think that a lot of times knowing doesn't equal doing when it comes to our health, right? And so most of us have the knowledge of what we need to do in order to live these healthy lives. But because knowing equals doing, because most of us know what to do, but we're unable to execute that because we have things called thoughts and feelings, right? And so despite knowing what to do, you may have thoughts and feelings and stress or anxiety that get in the way. And so exercise is a way that can really help manage those symptoms. I mean, I think of my own self and the emotional eating that I do, and it's always based on being stressed or tired, bored, and I don't know what to do. I'm procrastinating. And what the easiest thing for me to do is to is to eat because food is right there. It's easy. It's accessible. But if I wrote down in a journal, right? Or if I went for a walk, I would have an outlet to be able to manage those feelings. And so instead of exercising as some form of punishment that we deserve to get our bodies to physically look like what we want them to look like. So let's start reframing exercise as a way to manage any of the feelings that we have that perhaps could not allow us to tap into how we feel when it comes to food. And let's really start to connect with exercise as a way to help control those emotions that we may have that can help us create the life that we want to help manage the whatever symptoms, uncomfortable or negative things that we're feeling about ourselves or any uncomfortable thoughts that we're having about ourselves. So reframing exercise, not as something that we do to punish ourselves, but something that's going to help manage and become an outlet for any of the negative emotions that we feel is the third way to increase our idea of self-acceptance. And then lastly, let's start accepting that everybody, everybody out there, men, women, children, whatever it is, everybody is different and that this is okay because we are all unique 
And we all come from different cultural backgrounds. We come from different ethnic backgrounds. Some of us may have played sports that may cultivate a different look. Maybe we have different disease states that we are struggling with that may make us appear a certain way. We all have different sizes. The community that we grew up in all play an influence in how our body looks, and that is okay. And because of that, all of these bodies are beautiful and unique and individual and deserving of worthiness and deserving of respect. So let's start focusing on the uniqueness of who we are in a good way instead of the uniqueness of who we are in a bad way because all of us are deserving of loving ourselves today and we don't need to wait until we get to the weight that we desire or to fit in the certain pair of jeans that we desire or to be the quote unquote healthy that we desire before we decide to love ourselves. It's We are all unique and deserving of loving on ourselves today. So let's not wait until we get to a place that we wait until we are a certain number on the scale or a certain physical appearance to love ourselves. Let's start to love ourselves and feel worthy today. Feel worthy of self-love, feel worthy of being enough and really seeing that you are valuable as you are today, no matter how you look. Let's stop fighting against it and start accepting it because I think you have to remember when it comes to your health, like the more that you sit and punish yourself and have this like idea of not accepting it, the harder it's going to be for you to make long-term changes when it comes to your health, wellness, and self-care because I think true change is really going to be much easier to come by at a place of lovingness and kindness than in a place of self-criticism and judgment. And so one of the ways that you can do that is to start accepting who you are today. Whether you believe it or not, just start talking to yourself in a way that over time you will start to believe and you will start to become the woman that you want to be. And if you are currently around people that are not positive. Perhaps some of this loving yourself as you are is to surround yourself with people who feel the same way that you do and that talk about your body in a positive way as opposed to someone instead of spending all your time and energy with other people that are also talking negatively about themselves. So surround yourself with people that are positive and that promote self-love. And that could be within your inner circle. That could be following social media accounts that promote self-love because I think sometimes when we see those things, it's jarring, but it's also like, oh yeah, why why can't I love myself? Who taught me to not love myself? So it's just having this idea that you can start to surround yourself with people and environments that are going to promote that self-love that you are desiring, the self-love, the self-acceptance, the the body satisfaction that we all desire and that we all deserve to have, by the way. And then lastly, if this is something that you are really struggling with, seek out the help of a licensed mental health therapist to help you along this journey. I mean, certainly I, in all of these episodes, I promote mental health. I promote mental health therapy because I have been going to therapists for a really long time. And a lot of my journey has been uncovering some of the things that I talk about myself that I didn't even know that I did. And so if you are someone who is really struggling to 
determine if you have any of these, not even knowing that maybe you're talking to yourself in this way, or if you're somebody who really knows that you're really, really struggling when it comes to body acceptance, then perhaps seek the help of a mental health professional professional to help you with that because you deserve, you have one life, right? So you deserve to have to feel this way about yourself and to love on yourself. And if you need help doing that, I don't think there's any shame in that game. And so seek out somebody who can really help you with that. I certainly have, and it's been really beneficial in my own life. And so what I would say to you all today, as we, as we wrap up this episode, and again, I will remind you of the four things to do here that we've talked about to create more body satisfaction and self-acceptance would be reframing any negative self-talk and making it into positive self-talk. Stop focusing on the numbers and focusing on nourishment when it comes to food. With exercise, reframing it from this form of punishment to a, as a way, as an outlet to our emotions and to get us to a way that we feel stronger, whether that be physically stronger or emotionally stronger. And then lastly, accepting that all bodies are different. They're all deserving of love. They're all perfect just as they are right now. And so one of the ways that you can start loving on yourself is to stop judging it and knowing that you're worthy today of the self-love that you desire and you deserve. And so on this podcast, we always talk about making it the smallest change, even if it's 1% today, will get you to where you want to be and the woman that you want to be in the future. So what will you do today? Is there anything that you will do different? Will you decide today that you're going to stop talking to yourself like shit and maybe transition that to talking to yourself the way that you would your friend or your family member? Will you change the way that you think about food or exercise? Or will you just do this idea that you are beautiful and writing it down on a piece of paper and starting to carry it around with you and knowing that the more you talk to yourself and say really positive things about yourself and knowing that your body has is perfect and has gotten you to where you are today, maybe that will be something that you do. So it's just trying to look at what you can do today, take a really small step forward that over time will get you to a place that you want to be when it comes to achieving your health, wellness, and self-care goals. Thankful for you all listening today. I am grateful. As always, be kind to yourself, be kind to your body, and I will see you guys back here. Thanks so much for listening. If you found value in this podcast, please rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Being a busy woman or mom doesn't mean that we have to give up on our health, wellness, or self-care. Together, we can take tiny, imperfect steps towards creating the whole health we desire and deserve. You can find us at wholehealthempower.com or on Instagram at wholehealthempower. Thanks for listening. I'll see you next week.